You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And A.K. Mike in Texas. And how goes it tonight? It goes well, my friend. It goes well. What, is, what are we in? in day 74. COVID <laughs> something uh, of the COVID. crisis. Oh, exactly. I don't know. It's, it, it seems like it could be day 120 for all I know. Just goes yeah, on and on. Uh, <laughs> not getting out of the house, you kind of lose all you know time frames. But anyway, well, hey, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by A-Power Batteries. You can pick them up at rcbatteriesusa.com and grab a couple. We've got a code for you. It is Park Flyer Podcast 10, so PFPC10. Put that in on your website and uh, and order some batteries. Wow. You get 10% off. Yeah, so we're excited to have the Jason uh, p- putting these batteries together for us. And uh, I'm, I've ordered some, and, uh, you know, I use them on a regular basis too. So we're really excited. Once again, A-Power Batteries. You can go to USA. Uh, I'm sorry, rcbatteriesusa.com. Or you can check it out on RC Batteries USA on your Facebook uh, and just get in touch with Jason and give him an order. Hey, maybe you'll put like the Park Flyer podcast emblem on him. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, he makes his own labels. Right. So I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe we can, maybe we could just start a Park Flyer podcast batteries and Park he could sell Flyer those for us too. Power. That's what you need. <laughs> That's, That's what funny. we want. The problem is I don't I don't know if he makes the really small ones, but he does make twenty two hundreds. So that's all. Like that's in, all we need. Uh, I mean, really, I don't know what you guys are talking about all this time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thirty four hundred well, milliamps. Who needs that? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, it's a fantastic uh, night, evening, whatever it is. Uh, this uh, comes out in the, in the mornings, I guess. But uh, we are good to be uh, together. And uh, we're testing out some uh, new equipment and a uh, new website uh, that we normally record on. Uh, and we're doing this uh, with more of a, a podcast-type recording. Uh, so that's kind of neat. We're, uh, we're giving it a test. Now, the reason is because we had some technical difficulties. No. And we're looking at the well, guy right now who caused the problem. We're yeah, pointing at we? thumbs. <laughs> As the, as the we we are pointing. Nobody's pointing fingers but us. Uh-huh. But yes, we know exactly, we know exactly who that who was. Did it. <laughs> right. Well, we we had an investigation that's still ongoing, and is, we do. And he's raising and, his hand right now. So that's, <laughs> that's right. he is raising his hand. Well, we would like to give a shout out to Tracy Glenn. He is one of our listeners, uh, and he basically, um, man, he jumped right on the podcast. He was listening to it. Uh, sent us a Facebook message right away that said, hey, unfortunately, you guys had some serious issues. Now, I, I normally listen to it uh, as it comes out. And um, because I was driving that morning, I didn't get to uh, because I was already at my appointment, uh, what, what, I, what I was doing, and I didn't get it uh, normally, you know, right away. But unfortunately, everybody was fantastic. They gave us a lot of kudos. Uh, you know, hey, we understand that glitches happen, and this is our first major, you know, audio glitch in five seasons, but uh, we uh, we made it work. Well, I just so, want to let everybody know that I normally listen to it, too. Don't you, Jay? 
every single day. Yeah. So before <laughs> before it gets posted, I normally listen to it as well. So yeah. And I know well, Jay. This, I know normally listens to it as well. So right. So so we all do get to listen to it before it goes out because obviously we edit Except it. But for we that had something. Because how do most accidents yes. happen? It's never on. Well, I double checked it and then something goes wrong. It's always. Uh, I just figured I always double check it and I just you know. I didn't double check it, and that's when things right. go drastically wrong, and that's kind of where, where it happened with us, right? So, right, right. People were sleeping late. Other people were already at their appointments. Things didn't go through. Yada yada yada. You know, just well. Snowballs. But the good, but the good news for that is, is that we figured out what's wrong. And and for our podcast, actually, I, I you know, what we really should do is we should put up a little video on our on our YouTube page on how we do this podcast because it's it's really kind of neat to see. Uh, from an audio, uh, or, I mean, from a video standpoint, how it works. But we are obviously in three three different locations, and we all have our own recording devices. But when we have a guest on, I record both the guest and my own track. But unfortunately, you guys, uh, because it comes in on just one track, then we have three of you on a single track, and we have to go through there and you know kind of edit out some of the stuff. Well, uh, as Mike can explain. Uh, he, the software that he was using, he muted those tracks and they didn't get muted on the export. <laughs> so during the editing process, something got, you know, something got stuck in there that really shouldn't have been stuck in there. Right. I think that's what I, I hope the listeners heard that. Did you hear that bus? It just ran over me. <laughs> I just got through under the bus. Yep, it was me. Beep, beep, I did. It's backing up yeah, over yeah, now too. Do it again, it's Mike. Do it up. again. Beep, beep. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. So anyway, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Uh, um, I didn't realize that uh, when I exported it, that that the muted tracks would go also. So lesson learned. Right. Thanks for. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the listeners were were willing to put up with that, and uh, we yeah. appreciate them uh, doing that. Yeah, we really do. We appreciate that they. Uh, um, I, I will have to say, Jay pointed it out, uh, but we we sent out that video of uh, "Don't Be a Frank," and really didn't get too much. I know it was a viewer discretion uh, uh, advised on right. that one because because it really was an adult only. Uh, but we didn't get near as many comments on that as we did about the comments that I we had. Technical that was going to be a big. You know, people were really going to start talking about it because I mean that that Frank guy was hilarious. And I, just oh my figured, gosh. I mean, they rolled their comments. eyes and said, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. But, you <laughs> know, so. I just figured we were really going to get a lot of responses. But this one with the mess up, everybody was talking about it. So it's just kind of amazing what people, you know, the things you think people are going to talk about. It's uh, kind of, you know, I, I kind of like it because um, it shows what they feel is controversial. And obviously the technical aspects of our, our uh, podcast and the of the uh, sport in general or hobby in general is, or, or what they're concerned about, and so that's that's kind of that's kind of cool to know, right? That, that our that's what our listeners are are technically oriented, and they really care about that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's either that, or they're used to having. I mean, I don't know. You guys can tell us on uh, either Facebook or on our hotline, uh, but you uh, you know, I, I guess they're expecting a certain level of you know, like profession professional audio or whatever. And when we do have technical difficulties like that, which is a very rare for us, right. Um, that, uh, that they able to right, jump right, on right. it and say, Hey, but I, I will tell you that, uh, along with the technical difficulty, you know, kind of, um, you know, charge that they've kind of put out there and said, Hey, look, you know, things aren't going as well as they should. 
we did get a lot of positive, you know, hey, I love your show. The show looks good. Or, you know, we love what we hear. So we are excited. We always love to hear from our listeners. Matter of fact, we should hear from you more. So if you are listening to our podcast and you are on Facebook, jump on the Park Flyer Podcast listeners group. Uh, a lot of guys, that's actually where I got most of my information when this was uh, messed up. And funny enough, uh, my wife came walking in. And she goes, hey, what's up with your podcast? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, what's with the technical difficulties? And, and I was like, I just literally walked in the door that morning. I hadn't even had a chance to, you know, I was just downloading it because I could go listen to it. And she's like, yeah, all these comments on your Facebook. <laughs> all page these or, comments. You know. So my wife knew about it before I knew about it. So <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And I jumped on there, started listening, you know, about halfway through. I was like, oh. So I, I, I immediately called Jay and uh, told him, you know, hey take that thing down <laughs> right, right away. Cause I'm not in a position where I can do it. That's right. You had to run so, back out that, that same afternoon. I did. Yeah. I was, I was actually out. Okay. So, so I, anyway, I, I wanted to also add, um, you know, if they wanted to, they don't have to use Facebook. They could just call us. Oh, at, that's right. Yes. At 830-444-4943. Right. And that is correct. they could leave their voicemail, uh, leave a voicemail for us. And you know what? If they leave their phone number, I think, there's a good chance we'll contact you and uh, yes. maybe even have you on the show. So if that's what you want, then, you know, that's another good way. Or you could just not leave your phone number and leave a kind, you know, easy to listen to message and uh, we'll, <laughs> don't we'll be respond to it. Yeah, don't be <laughs> afraid. Exactly. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be leaving us a message, please. Right. Well, we do have uh, messages on our hotline. Really? As Mike said, 830-444-4943. And we are in the process of kind of organizing those so that we can kind of get in touch with folks. Uh, Unfortunately, this, you know, we we pre-record these things. So uh, right as these things were coming in, we haven't had a chance to to go out and grab those guys. But it's a good one. We uh, we will uh, reach out to our listeners. So um, back to the technical difficulty. Uh, That's the reason we're testing out this new software. Uh, is because now I think we're able to uh, have our guests recorded on their own. So I, I this, feel like uh, I've been under the bus order. long enough now. Can we get on to a new topic? Yes, we can. We can get on to our topic. <laughs> well, not no yet. Problem, well, you know, the, so. part that, the part that people don't realize. <laughs> I know, right? Back that bus up again. What, Jay has well, not given yeah, enough. No, I know. Really, well, go ahead. The reason, I'm, the reason I'm bringing get that the up is just now. Because, Go ahead. It's your turn. Exactly. The reason I'm bringing that up is just because since we were talking to somebody in China, and then we had the we had a wicked delay too on top. Oh, that's of that. true. Yeah, I mean that was, was a really difficult delay. edit. So he would talk, you know, like I had a bad connection with him. So every time I tried to talk, there would be a, a, just a huge delay. Then you know, by the time it got in, and then I'd be repeating things over and over and over again. So you know, my whole segment we had to cut out and stuff like that. But you know, with this new program, not that it's going to speed up our you know the transmission of electrons or the, the speed of sound, our light. I mean. But right. since we're able to record, his session is on his, you know, it's going to be on his own track. Local. It's as, local. as opposed to yeah. all of our tracks and trying to, you know, where we're talking over each other, we're trying to dig that guy out of there. Now he's going to be on his own track and we should be able to edit it and make it sound smooth from here on out. Right. And, so, and, and so that's how you get your plane, airplane flying. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And she stepped on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you make a podcast, kids. That's right. Well, 
I, I will tell you that, um, you know, when, from when we first started the podcast uh, five seasons ago till today, it's it has come a long way. We uh, we've done, um, you know, some serious upgrades and uh, really gotten out, reached out. Um, people are recognizing us pretty much all over the world now. So it's really kind of nice. And I think that uh, we have actually moved up in the uh, podcast world. Uh, I think we're, we might be in the top five now, number six at least. So I think we're in the top uh, one through six, somewhere in there. Last time I checked, we had moved from like number 19 in hobby podcasts all the way up to uh, in the top. We're inside the top 10, whatever number that, that would be. So we appreciate your patronage. Uh, please swing by our website and uh, donate if you can. It helps us with uh, the new software that we uh, purchased and uh, some of the equipment that we've got. So uh, I think um, when we had Tim on, he was talking a little bit about, you know, the cost behind running a podcast. So we do appreciate our listeners. And uh, if you can part with a dollar or two, that helps us, helps us out. We appreciate it. Wherever you are in the world, uh, there is a donate button on our website. And it'll pay for my medical bills from being run over by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll right. pay for our bus rental, too. Yeah, we need this. Right. We have to rent that bus. That's right. We have to rent the bus. That's funny. Well, on to what's important. Airplane uh, stuff. Airplane stuff. Jay has extended, uh, when he was here, he extended a little um, challenge to the three of us. Uh, I have not taken up the challenge, but Jay is is knee deep in it. So why don't you bring us up to speed? Well, um, unfortunately, it's a different glider than what you're thinking. <laughs> oh well, then never mind. <laughs> yeah, remember I was talking about the multiplex Hawkeye glider. Oh, this is the one you picked That's up. That's what I'm talking about. about. I'm not, I, I, I haven't you. started on that glider yet. The the challenge the Chuck yet. glider. No, okay. That, well, that's, that's in, good because I haven't started on mine either. So we'll set that aside. So so far, I'm podcast. winning. I am yes, winning. Mike is in the lead <laughs> for sure. I, I got mine cut up a little bit. No, no, no. As the Chuck Glider Challenge gets uh, you know underway here sometime this summer, we, that's right. Uh, we will. It's like watching three turtles to... run a race. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's pretty funny. There are no well, rabbits okay, in this Jay. group. We're all turtles. Nope, we're all turtles. Yeah, okay, or, Jay, or then 50. bring us up to speed on the new glider. What, right. what it, did this, I, how did I this come I had a Hawkeye multiplex glider, and it flies okay, pretty well, but it really doesn't glide. I mean, it flies well as long as you have the power on, but you cut the power on, and it's like an F4, an F4 right? You cut the power, that thing, you know, it's a flying brick. So right. um, I decided to uh, extend the wing. So I made some templates. I... Um, uh, for for the wing uh, itself, and I got up my hot, um, I got up my what do you want to call it, hot wire cutter that I have, and I decided to uh, get some blanks. Uh, so I looked around some for some spare foam to make just to see if my measurements were right and stuff. And um, it was uh, made out of beer co uh, cooler foam type of stuff. Um, and then before I knew it, I cut out the whole wing that I wanted and I was like, well, now do I go, you know, after I had tweaked everything, I said, well, now do I go and grab my blue core or the pink foam, you know, really dense stuff and, and cut it out of that. And I was being extra lazy. Maybe it's the Corona that got me. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> I just said, nah, nah. And I just stuck that, I kind of glued and sanded and kind of put together the, uh, that beer cooler foam stuff. And not to say that it's bad it's it's okay it's just fragile so i'm sanding it right and it sands really easy but if you 
change the way you're going against the grain. You'll rub a little hard and you'll pull out the, uh, you know, cause it's, it's not really dense together. It's not, like I said, it's not like that blue core or, uh, the pink corningware foam, um, you'll pull out little curls of that foam. So you have to be real delicate, you know, um, when you, when you're sanding on it. So anyway, um, the, now the only great thing about it, about it is that the wing is uber light. I mean, it's, it is super, super light. So I'm kind of excited to see just how well this, how much of a wing loading, which is going to be, you know, negative zero. It should glide like a dream once I get this together and take it outside and fly it. So I'm kind it's of It's going to fly away. You're not, you're not going to be able to get to the ground. It's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, don't take it out on a windy day. You may never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is not when you take out and, you know, plus 15 knots, wet, you know, to go out and go gliding or, or flying or wind sloping or anything like that kind of stuff. So that's about it. Um, I'll, I'll have some pictures we could put up on the, on the website. Um, just to kind of show what I, what I've done and what I'm doing. Um, but it, it's, it's not a super major project, but it's, it's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm learning a, a little bit about, uh, putting all this foam stuff together and, and building a wing like this. Right. Uh, I, so what made you decide to do that? I mean, did, I guess, I guess just because of the way, I mean, you know, I mean, you fly it the way you fly it or put bigger motor on it or do whatever. I'm not really sure. Jay doesn't like to fly a plane unless it's been modified. Well, that's true. I mean, he's always doing the modification stuff, and I know that uh, as soon as it comes out of the box, first thing he does is search and see, you know, hey, what, uh, you know, what can I do to modify this? And uh, and so, you know, I don't know. When he was over here at my place, he once or twice um, automatically was like, oh, here, you should modify this, this, and this, and I I was kind of like, no, nah, let me fly it right out of the box. Let me follow the instructions, and then we'll modify it later. Uh, but Jay doesn't even get it; doesn't even get out of the box before he's already had it, mo- um, you know, modified. So, I understand you had a little bit of a mishap uh, with your airplane, Mike. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, so I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to. Why my, is it sad? I went to my friend's house. He has a ranch out in. Uh, uh, in uh, Texas, uh, south of me, and um, right. he's got a lot of trees around his place. And so basically, it's a U-shaped area with trees on three sides, and then there's one side okay. that's sort of open to the road. Well, um, it was kind of windy, but where we were standing, there wasn't too much wind. And so I thought, okay, I'll just fly it, you know, sort of below the trees or whatever, and... Uh, It'll be fine. And so I tossed it up, and uh, it flew okay, and I stayed below, but it was a tight space. And so I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go up above and see what's going on. <laughs> and as soon as I did, now the wind here for the last couple of weeks now has been in the upper 20s, uh, uh, gusting to 30 or 40. I mean, it's been fairly reasonably windy. And so, uh, so I was flying up there into the air, and uh, the wind hit it, just basically caused it to go straight nose down at the ground. And it, I, because it's a it's an EDF, uh, I was able to pull it out. I killed the throttle. That probably wasn't the best idea because then I lost yeah. any kind of forward momentum. And so right. as I was pulling up, it just kind of hit at a funky angle, but it snapped it into three pieces because you know it was coming down pretty good uh, at the time. So, so that's awful. It, it is awful, but. It, the good news is it's foam. 
So that's right. Now you can put it back together. Exactly. And it, and then what, the other good thing is that there were a lot of clean breaks on it. So it should just I should be able to just snap it together. And maybe put a couple of toothpicks in there or something to keep it. Uh, or 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 uh, you know those uh, kebab skewers. Right. And, and uh, maybe that will keep it together nicely. Yeah, maybe so. So we'll have maybe to so. see how it goes. Well, and I'll report back how that works. And what what was the airplane again? Uh, it's the Panther. Some, oh, the Panther. Yeah, the okay. Panther. It's got a funky, weird handle on the bottom for for throwing. Every time right, everybody right. throws it, it goes straight up in the air, no matter who's throwing it, uh, because huh. because of the thing just got serious power and and people like to toss it up, and for whatever reason, it goes up on its own as well. I mean, it's just right, right. So so and uh, you know, obviously, the fans in the back somewhat. It's not tail heavy or anything. It flies really nice once you get it going. But you got to get it on step before it'll it'll fly well. Yeah, sure, sure. Huh. Well, that'll be interesting. I, have I seen that? I don't think I've seen. Yeah, that it's, a yellow, it's a yellow. It's a yellow foam jet EDF. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I might have. It's not the. It's not like the one that uh, Jim has. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. Jim, Jim's got the Motion RC little Cougar or Panther or whatever you call it. Yeah, this uh, this is one of the, my freebies from uh, our buddy in Alaska. Oh. Right, right. From Jeff. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Very, very cool. Yep. Well, so it is fixable, though, right? Yeah, far as I can tell. I mean, okay. you know, it's foam. Oh, so funny. if it isn't fixable, yeah. I'll yeah. put more foam on it. We'll make it work. <laughs> well, there you have it. It didn't break the motor. So, that's key. It didn't bust the uh, motor. That's good news. Out, yeah, and it, it didn't, didn't bust, bust the motor mount. So that part's right. all good. It didn't crack any of that spot stuff. It just, it basically, because. Uh, you know the nose is out front. It basically broke the nose off, the a big part of the nose off, and uh, so I just need to put it back on. Should be no big deal. Well, very cool. Some shirt, very, very quick cool. grip or whatever that stuff that Jay likes to use, and off I go. Yes, should be good. Although it's stuff, to, <laughs> it's hard to find to get that stuff. Like the quick grip. Well, yeah, because it's not in the stores right now. You go to Walmart oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like some of that stuff right. is gone for whatever reason. Like I guess. Because they're not really shipping that; they're trying to ship toilet paper or whatever. And so, sure. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I don't. I, I guess I'll just have to order it online and and get it that way instead. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I'm still stuck with the uh, Beacons foam tack. I still have a couple of tubes of that. Yeah. And um, and I actually they did have that Gorilla Glue. Um, you know, very similar to, to foam tack. It's like quick grip. Tack, it's like it's, quick grip. Only. It is like quick grip, but if you use it and put two pieces of foam together, it will literally burn the foam. It's got to have air. Yeah. To, you know, like right. It gets hot. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. You know, like take it and put two pieces of foam together because it'll just well, would, eat the. In foam that up. case, wouldn't you just touch it together and then pull it back? It because it's like contact glue. Right. I would. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. But it takes a lot longer to dry uh, this particular stuff uh, than the quick grip is really. I mean, the quick grip and the um, foam tack, the Beacon's glue is very, or foam tack, yeah, is very uh, quick to dry, and the Gorilla Glue stuff uh, has a lot more solvent in it, so it takes a little bit longer. Uh, so you don't just do it a minute and then stick it back together. You got have it. to let it set for five minutes got or so. It. Yeah. Uh, at least in my, you know, the. At least the way that I, you know, have done it, it's 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 kind of like that. So, so Mike, you can get the Quick Grip at Walmart, right? And so I went into Walmart and uh, tried to find some, but there wasn't any right. in there. So some I mean, WalMarts do not have it, but you can order it and have it delivered to the Walmart within a day. Oh, uh, 
right. So Walmart will give us a code now. I wish. Yeah, I like, should call them and see if they give them a code. No, but yeah, I mean, just, we're gonna make their quick rip sales right now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, do this. Just walk in there and say, "Hey, I'm here for my Park Flyer podcast discount," and see that's, what they that's say. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's real easy. Like you said, just get on the site, um, put in quick rip, um, and then then it'll say like the your store doesn't have it. And then you can just order it and have it delivered to the store as opposed to like having it delivered to your house because they're going to add like five bucks plus tax. But if you have it delivered to the store, then you can just go there and pick it up, like I said, within a day or two and it'll be ready for you. All the quick rip that you want. Okay. Well, there you have it. There I go. Now, well, lucky for I was you. just thinking about it. That particular, the Panther, I thought it was EPO foam and not EPP foam. I don't know. But I've used quick rip on it before. It works fine. Oh. Then I stand corrected because I was about to say I don't. It's want- not. I, it's not EPP. It's it's EPO because it's got those little like flattened beads. That's how I. That's how I know it's EPO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's flattened beads as opposed to like sully. It looks like sully. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a sponge, a dense sponge. Oh uh, yes, yeah, a dense sponge. That's the EPP. If you look at our, if you look at our, uh, uh, um, our wings. They're made of sort of a really, really dense sponge. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it's an open open cell. Open cell. That's the word I was really looking for. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Win a win a chicken dinner. What do I win? <laughs> a chicken dinner. Sir. A chicken dinner. <laughs> nice. That's insane. Yes. So, well, yeah, you, um, the, the EPO foam is just a tighter cell. And they usually injection mold that, and that's why it looks really smooth on the outside. But if you uh, break it open, it looks all like you know, right. pebbly it's on all, the inside. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like a bunch of beads. That's yeah. why it's, it's squishy yeah. beads. Yeah, that's why it's it's just an injection molded. So that's why paint doesn't really stick to EPO very well either, because it's got a mold release around it. Right. Yeah. That's why I always rub mine down with alcohol, rubbing alcohol or something. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's correct. So. Well, uh, as far as I, uh, my projects this um, this week have been mostly uh, around my L39. Actually, both of my L39s, my foam one and, uh, and my... Right, so the, fo- so the foam one was in a limbo contest, and you were the winner. I was the, I was the winner. <laughs> that what? is correct. What? And, Wait, uh, I, I think I might have missed a story. If this was a true limbo contest... Or this is Jay's idea of you came and crashed it onto the ground, flattened it. Yes, yeah, I did ah. flatten it. No, this was the uh, – I think I told this story before, but we um, were out of the field flying, and, and I was in my L39, and the guy says, you know, hey, I'm coming in for a low pass. Oh, yeah. As he went low by. Pass. That's That's a low pass. Beer. Hold my beer. Watch pass. this. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, the the problem was is that I was waiting for some parts to come in, and they eventually came in. And I'm I'm actually still waiting on my new motor to come in. Uh, I got the other motor. I got like I like I ordered the original motor, but then I got this wild hair, and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go ahead and upgrade it." So I went ahead and ordered the new in runner motor, and it hasn't come in yet. But the other thing it hasn't come in is the servo. So I stole the servo from another project. And uh, so now I've I've used uh, spackling on the bottom of it. I've painted it all. I got everything all kind of. It's not really pretty, but I I know I'm going to do it again. So <laughs> I've just you know it's one of those things. So anyway, we uh, 
I have it fixed. Uh, it's just waiting on a new motor, and then I'll just put the wing back on and then go fly it. Um, and I could actually go fly it now. I think I have to replace one of the gears. It's kind of sticky, and I just got the new gear. It's sitting here on my desk, so uh, I'll have to replace that as well. And then on the uh, turbine version, uh, L39, Jay and I have been talking and uh, having hang out with Spencer for you know last year and a half or two, uh, I've learned a lot about working with uh, fiberglass. So um, this was my, you know, recovery, I think, in a few podcasts back. If you're just joining us, um, I had the turbine version, and we lost the elevator servos, and I had to put it into the ground. It didn't really do a whole lot of damage. It kind of messed the nose up, but I wound up getting a new nose from someone who, who crashed one. way worse than you did. And uh, now, who, yeah, who crashed way worse than mine. And uh, the nose section of his was perfect, and the tail section of his was torn up, and mine was the opposite, so... I got the nose from him, and um, anyway, now it's all stripped and you know ready to go together. But uh, it had pulled the landing gear boxes out of the wings, and it torn up a bunch of the uh, where the gear actual slot where the gear comes in and out of the wing. It tore that all up, and so I've been this last week uh, putting all that back together. And I've sent pictures out to uh, to the guys here. I'll have to post a couple so that you can actually make comments on them. Uh, but it's actually turned out, what, what did you think? It turned out fairly decent. It turned for, out a heck of a lot better than like, I could have done, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah? Hot. Well, I, I, I had some good tutelage. I don't think I would have even tried it, so there you go. Well, it's funny because I, I sent the pictures over to Spencer, and uh, he calls me immediately, you know. <laughs> he goes, okay, that looks pretty good. And I said, uh, hey, sensei. And he's like, yeah, don't take the pebble from my hand yet. We still have some work to do. Nice. <laughs> So, uh, so I was kind of like, okay, well, he's, you know, he, he didn't really release me to go solo on it, but he's kind of like, okay, you did a good job, but there's a few things that I noticed, uh, that we're going to go ahead and fix. So the project that's, uh, this coming week, uh, is actually making gear doors, uh, to fit in those little slots that I cut. And so we were talking about it and, um, you know, I was, I've never hard to believe, but I've never built a scratch built airplane like from a box of just balsa. Wow. And I know a lot of guys out there have, and I know we've been doing this long enough, Jay, that we should have done Jay, it. Have I know you, I, Jay, I have you done it? Yeah. I have too. Yeah, Jay I has. Have but I never did. I mean, I my very, very first, you know, RC plane when I was a young kid was a Cox, and it was all plastic, and it was on a control line. So I, I never really got to where I was building. I mean, I love building models, but I built, testers models and that kind of thing. I never really got into the wood where I actually had to measure it and build it from, you know, plans. Uh, it never, I never got that far. Most of my stuff was foam. Now I've built a ton of stuff out of foam, uh, but nothing. No, that's not so true. I wasn't I mean, really you, sure how to. You haven't to... had a full built up kit, but I mean, you've had ARFs. Cause I know cause I brought several. Uh, down to correct. You, yes. So. Yeah. Right. And I, and I have, uh, I have had the ARFs and stripped them down and I have repaired them. So when it came to, to working with, uh, balsa wood and monocoat, that's not an issue. Right, I right. can usually do that. No problem. But I had never worked with, uh, with fiberglass and balsa. So working, you know, actually building up a fiberglass and then covering the whole fiberglass with, with glass and then painting it and doing all that stuff. I've never really done that. And this was my opportunity to do it. And, uh, you know, Spencer, he got a new job. So he's out in Dallas actually in training. And um, uh, I think he's trying to reach out to actually get with Mike. <laughs> he called me the other day. Hey, give me Mike's number. 
Uh, he wants to go flying out there. But um, anyway, he, uh, you know, when I tore this up, he kind of sat down with me and said, this is what you need to do. And, and so um, I looked at it and, and I thought, okay, well, I, I have all the tools now, right? And I have the stuff. So I went out and got most of the stuff that I needed. Uh, and then it was just a matter of, you know, following his guidance and just taking a risk. And the hardest part of the whole thing was taking my Dremel tool and cutting out the the rectangular shape out of the wing. Because at that point, the wing's ruined, right? right. You just cut like all of the fiberglass. You just cut this big rectangle out of the wing. Now, how do you get all that back in there? Because most of it was destroyed. It was all splintered and, you know, ripped up and torn. And so I had to go outside of all that and cut a, a rectangle around all of the parts that were, you know, destroyed. And now I'm actually looking inside the wing with the ribs. How do I actually attach something, you know, that's going to come back and and fill this hole and not look like a big, massive, you know, goofy repair? Because the stuff that Spencer does, you can't even tell it's been wrecked. I mean, it looks brand new. Um, so I started small. I fixed a little hole, a couple of holes, uh, in the, um, in the body itself. So I could learn to kind of deal with the fiberglass. Uh, and then I kind of on the phone, I went over everything that I needed to do to, uh, to get this wing, uh, set up for repair. A couple of really weird things. Um, you know, it's not like you can just cut a, um, a hole in your wing and then just drop a piece of balsa wood down in it. You know, it doesn't, there's nothing to hold the balsa wood, right? It just drops right into the hole. So, so how do you go about doing that? You know, and then, uh, and then how do you actually get the, the two pieces to go together and, and become one as opposed to, um, you know, just kind of butting them up against each other and hoping that they're Yeah. Cause hold. at least with a built up kit, so you're getting plans. So if you have something break along a rib spar, you know, or, or anything like that, you can, you can you can kind of eyeball it and go okay I can all it, the rib is cut in half or broken in half, well it's about here I square that one off that that's the there measure that out and just re, just on the plans rebuild that three quarters of the of the rib and then you can have it slide right together and be perfect but you don't have plans to build a rib from you're just kind of no uh-uh. winging it so to speak. So to speak, it was a wing. Uh-huh. Well, okay, so way way back in the day when uh, you were down here uh, one year and you and I were flying together and we had a midair. Remember with the uh, P-51? You were flying the little uh, foamy P-51 and I was flying that extra 300 SHP, uh, which is all balsa. Like and we were, we were going to do some formation flying and kind of get together. Jake comes down out of the sky and just freaking takes me out. I mean, it it... <laughs> There was nothing but foam pieces raining down. It looked like it was raining foam. However, my balsa wood airplane took a big hit from the prop, and it took a big chunk out of the wing, and the motor and the prop broke. Or, I mean, the prop broke, and uh, the wing was kind of loose, but I did get it back on the ground, and it was a monocoat airplane, so I stripped all the monocoat off the one wing, and then that was my, oh, here's a big chunk out of the balsa wood. I could actually repair the balsa wood. And it wasn't that difficult because this was a balsa sheeting over the ribs, and the ribs didn't get broke. It was just the balsa wood that basically got ripped out. So I was able to kind of cut a little bit. It was a smaller hole, right? And uh, and there was a rib already there. Uh, It just ripped it out on both sides of the rib. 
And so I just cut it out. So half of the cutout was on one side of the rib, half of the cutout on the other side of the rib. I just laid that piece in there and glued it directly to the rib. And then, uh, you know, kind of puttied around it, put some monocoat over the top of it, and you never knew there was a repair. But I really wasn't worried about the um, the balsa wood looking terrible, right? I, I, I mean, I just needed to be smooth enough to right. accept the monocoat because the monocoat stretched over it and kind of hid a bunch of stuff. But when you lay down one or two things of fiberglass over the top of balsa wood, it picks up all of those mistakes. So, you you know, you can't just... You can't just hack up the balsa wood, lay it in there, and then just put, you know, fiberglass over it and hope for the best because now you're going to have – you'll see the seams. You'll see all that stuff. I mean, it, the, the fiberglass soaks into all that. So that was new, uh, a new process for me. And I think Jay, Jay and I were talking about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll pose the question to Mike. If you, if you have a hole in your balsa wood, and we're talking about a 132nd size of balsa wood, which is just slightly larger than, a, than say, a, um, a credit card probably two credit cards put together. So you have that. How do you butt the two of those together to make a seam, to make that seam go away? And this was very interesting to learn, but how, how would you do that? Well, I don't really know. So I'm going to take a swing at it just cause that's what you're really asking me to do here since I don't do this kind of work. Sure. Uh, but what, uh, well, I've seen carpet guys do something similar. They basically take two pieces of carpet and lay it over top of each other. Uh, it, well, he was doing not carpet, but he was doing the foam piece. He basically laid it on top of each other, mm-hmm. and then he just cut right down the middle of both of them, and cutting them at the same time. But then that ding, second ding, piece ding, just ding, fell ding. down. Right winner, winner, chicken dinner, two so I just chicken happened dinners. to notice my carpet guy doing that the other day when my place got flooded. Hey, maybe we need to have a carpet guy on okay. the show. Well, and and yeah, that's true. Uh, and you know what? That may work. That may work. But but what what the problem is? is that the carpet actually has something to lay yeah. on. In my particular case, it was all, there was nothing underneath it. Right. Because that's where the landing gear sits and the landing gear. And I have to cut that to the landing gear where it will come out of the wing. So that means that I have to have something to support on both both sides of this piece of, you know, Right. Wood. So my only other sh- and, thing uh, that I would suggest then is to just lay hands on it and then say you're healed and hope that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Trust me, I did. I tried that. Well, interesting enough, that was one of the concerns that I had, and I was talking to to Spencer about it. And uh, Spencer said, uh, "Well, if you are taking, let's just say that you're in the gardening world and you're trying to uh, put two trees together, like you're trying to graft a tree. How do you graft the tree? You can do it one of two ways. You can split the tree." make a wedge, stick the new branch into the tree, wrap it up, and it'll grow together, right? Or you can cut one side at a 45, the other side at a 45, and lay them together. In this particular case, that's what I did. So I have this big rectangular hole. There is some bracing because I cut it. I, I didn't cut it right where, where there was nothing to go on to, but I actually cut it right outside of the... Uh, the the existing spot like a camber yeah and that's what I was telling Jay was kind of the 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 big thing when I laid that you know earlier today earlier this morning or just earlier when I said that you know that when I laid the, the saw or the cutting wheel on there I had to do it you know I'm cutting past wherever the broken part is and that was kind of you know a little troublesome for me because I'm thinking oh man if this goes wrong I guess I could just buy a new set of wings but 
So anyway, then I, I took the balsa wood, I measured it out, I cut it, I took it on the, on the sander, and I cut a 45 degrees on the piece of wood that I was now adding. So now what it did is it took uh, 45 degrees off of the existing. I had 45 degrees off the new addition, and when I put them together, they are now even all the way across because they're the same height because this one sat down in this little hole, cool. and I didn't have to brace it or anything. Uh, and then when I laid, I and then I sanded over the new part because I'm going to lay fiberglass over top of it, and I need it to be just slightly shorter, you know, than the actual balsa part. And I sanded it, although I did sand it probably a little too much. And so when I laid the new pieces of uh, fiberglass on it, and when I when I finally kind of got it all in there and I put some primer on it, I could actually see that there was a little indention. So to fix that, I just went back and took some finishing uh, epoxy and put it on there and laid about three pieces of uh, six ounce um, carbon or not carbon fiber, but uh, fiberglass and uh, and then let it dry. And then now I sanded it out and it was exactly the same height. But because you're going to have a little bubble maybe or if, you know, if it dries, you might have something that's a little a little bit, you know, has a, a divot or something in there. And I took the metal glaze, I filled it all in, and I sanded it all out. And now it actually looks exactly like it's part of the wing. Matter of fact, the picture that I sent Jay, you can hardly tell. I mean, you, you know that it's fixed, but, you know, the, with the exception of not having rivets, um, you know, on the on the new piece, you really wouldn't know. So That's cool. And so then it was just a matter of uh, cutting the new, um, you know, hole to put the landing gear in. And so now that I've cut that hole and mounted the landing gear, uh, the key to it is uh, taking uh, a new piece and actually putting it in as a landing gear door. However, we talked about this uh, with Spencer, and Spencer's like, you need something that's really uh, strong. And therefore, he suggested... Um, that we use a G10 because G10 is real uh, stiff and all G10 is, is just a computer board that you get and you can get it in various thicknesses online. Uh, but we're going to use about uh one seconds or maybe one sixteenth uh, of an inch and then we'll lay it over. It's kind of clear opaque. And so we'll just lay it over the hole, trace the hole, and then it will actually lay flush with the new um, fiberglass. So that's my project for this week. Kind of a roundabout way to get there, but that's what I'm going to be working on. And the thing is you've been running between uh, Spencer's house and your house to like borrow some of his tools, do it, come back, fiddle with it. It's not right. Go back. Um, yeah, I only, I only did that once and that was actually to create the motor box. Mount, I mean the, the motor, uh, not motor, the gear mounts. Oh, okay. Because he's got a scroll saw, a really big industrial size scroll saw, and I needed to use that. So um, I have one, but it's really small, <clears throat> and my blades are not as fine as his. His makes really fine scroll cuts. Mine's a little bit more more like a bench scroll. Cut in the middle. Um, saw, <laughs> and so it, yeah, it does. It cuts a lot bigger holes. It's got a bigger blade on it. So his is a real minor blade. I can cut real small holes. And I did need to use that, so I, I ran over to his house real quick and cut out my, my gear mounts. Uh, and then I high sawed those in and... And now uh, that part of it's ready to go, and I'll post a picture on our uh, Facebook listeners group page, and uh, you can comment on it on what you what you think. Cool, man. Or you can call the phone number at. That's right, eight three zero four 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 nine four three. 
or send us an email at parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Love it. <laughs> we we are we are out there. See? We're a social media. I'm shilling for us, Mike. I'm shilling for us. <laughs> I know. You good job. Uh so anybody wow. uh, up for flying uh, this weekend or this coming week? Our field's closed. Really? They're not letting you guys fly? Let me rephrase that. The president's coming in or somebody. No, no the actual president. VIP. President, president. POTUS. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, yeah. So, obviously, this we're, we're recording this prior to this. I mean, because when this comes out next Tuesday, I'll be flying. But uh, this particular week, uh, this is our off week because normally we record in between our sessions. Uh, but this particular week, the, it's closed twice. Uh, it's closed two days out of the week. Got to do some spray for weeds, and uh, and then we've got some VIPs coming in to where they close the field down. But oh, real quick, I will tell you that uh, I was out of the field with uh, a new uh, student who wanted to learn to fly EDFs. Oh yeah, so that's we cool. There. Yeah, I got a call from one of our club members, and he uh, he said, "Hey, I, uh, I I just bought, I just traded uh, for this EDF, and uh, I want I want somebody to maiden it, and uh, you're one of the club instructors, so I wanted to call you." Because I've seen you fly them, and I feel comfortable with you. And so he showed up. I drove out there, and he had one of those uh, Flex Innovation uh, Flex Jets. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So we uh, we put it together, and uh, I went out and flew it for him, trimmed it all up. And I will tell you, because I got to fly on the new uh, Horus XI-12, or X-12. Yeah. Is that what it is? Go Tyrannus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you how I, I did not want to go fly because of that radio. I mean, I just looked at it, and I was like, oh, Tyrannus. I, 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 I told the guys, like, why don't you trade for a Spectrum radio instead of this thing, you know? Cause he, oh, my he God. Can't. That's blasphemy, Mike. <laughs> how could you be the leader of us? I know, right? Say the words like that. Well, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Spectrum guy. Sorry. That's all I've had. Yeah. I've had JR and Spectrum. That's the only okay. thing. I, I'm not, I don't even use Fataba. As far back as that goes, I don't. I use JR, but you know, instead of a top. Wow! But I will Who tell knew? you, I will tell you that the Horus radio was fairly impressive to me. I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Now I have flown on both of your uh, FR Sky radios, and you guys have what model do you have? I don't have the good gimbals. Okay, so yours doesn't have the good, but what it's the lower mo- lower end model, right? Or what is yeah. it? It's a uh, uh, X X ninety. It's an old model. I don't think I don't even know. If I, yeah, I haven't looked out in a while. I don't even know if they sell it anymore. Yeah, and, and right. you have that right. one too, right? I, have, I upgraded the gimbals. And I put a battery in it. Yeah. Okay, so I have flown. I have flown on mics, and it and it is very twitchy to me on on mics radio. And I know that Jay's did have the upgraded gimbals, and that's what I flew the L39 right. at your place with, and that wasn't so bad. But having flown this Horus now, I it it felt a lot more like my DX18 than I was expecting, which was very surprising to me. Now I'm sure we're going to have all our listeners jump all over me because they're <laughs> far sky users, or uh, but. But the Horus, I was very impressed. That's all right, Mike. I'll <laughs> rent a bus. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, you can you can run over me in the bus then. Uh, the okay. So some of the things I liked about the Horus radio was the weight. When I picked the radio up, it was heavy. It felt like a like you know like my DX18, and my DX18 isn't really got a lot of weight to it. But this thing, 
is built for a yeah, tray, yeah. I a tray think. Radio. And when I picked it up, it, it's it, it's metal. As a matter of fact, the first time I picked it up, I thought it was a jetty. But I, I when I looked down at it, I was oh, like, wow. oh, it didn't have as many switches as the jetty does. But uh, but it is set up for a tray, so it looks more like a tray style receiver or uh, transmitter. Now, I will tell you that first impressions, the uh, the switches. Uh, felt really good. They weren't, you know, loose or anything like that. The gimbals were way stronger than both of yours. They felt more like my DX18. They have bigger springs on them, I guess. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think I can tighten that up. Uh, um, okay, yeah. I, that's my understanding is I should be able to tighten that up to make those springs a little more, give a little more pressure mm-hmm. so that you won't feel as, uh, you know, as you said, twitchy. Well, and I understand that if you're flying a, a small, you know, quad or, or rotorcraft or something like that, that you would need just slight movements to make, you know, adjustments. But, but when you're flying an EDF, I want to make small movements that make small adjustments, right? I don't want, I don't want a small movement making a large adjustment. And when I fly the, the FR sky radios, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like if I put a little bit of input, I get way more than I need. And I, and I don't know how to dial that down because I'm not familiar with the radio. Well, again, I think part of that is pressure. It you could know, be for for you. For you, you're looking for the pressure more than you are the distance of it. Correct. And, and I think that's part of how you fly. Uh, it might be because I, you know, that was one of the comments that he he made to me after watching was that he's like, "Wow, you! I just watched you fly this jet, and you hardly ever move the sticks. Like you don't move them around. Oh, you mean the corner to corner? <laughs> yeah, the corner to corner." He's like, I, my I, job. you never came out of the center, really. And I go, yeah, you really don't have to. And, and on mine, half the time, you know, my fingers are just resting on the sticks. If I want to move it, I just put a little pressure one way, and it, it starts its turn. And then I just keep the pressure on and then, you know, release it back. And and there, there's not a whole lot of movement out of the center. But that's why I learned to fly. I learned to fly with zero expo. So I never really move the sticks around unless I'm flying 3D. Um, and so, you know, I told him, I said, well, that's very important. So, so the, the stick movement felt really, really good to me. Uh, the switches I will tell you are most definitely for a tray flyer because they are far apart compared to what I'm used to. Like I can put my hands on my radio and every one of my fingers can touch a switch. Okay. So, so the buttons are much closer together on my DX18. I can put my fingers on the sticks and then I can actually touch all the buttons. On this particular one, it was a lot further away. I had to actually take my finger off the, you know, the actual gimbal to reach up and flip the gear or whatever. Uh, and the same with the um, trims. The trims were a little bit farther apart than what I'm used to. They were up, you know, kind of on the radio. But I've never flown a tray, right? I've always held my radio. Right. Well, he doesn't. He didn't actually have it in a so, tray. So this, it's this just that me. it was a tray. It's a tr- no, 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 no. Yeah. I just was held it. But I, but I can yeah, see yeah. this one set up to be inside a tray. Because you is. can fly there. Fly with your finger. If I flew with my fingers not having to hold the radio, then all my, you know, like like if I pinched both of them, then my fingers would be in a position to touch all those buttons. But because I had it wrapped around where my fingers are behind it. Now I actually had to like move them around to kind of touch the buttons. So, but I was impressed. And you don't have dan- dainty hands either, right? I've got so. gorilla hands. What are you talking about? That's what I mean. I have manly man hands. <laughs> With a capital N. Magilla. Yeah, exactly. The airplane flew great, 
And um, it does have springy landing gear on it, though. The thing was like a pogo stick when I came touchdown. Mostly because I think we had the CG a little farther forward because I didn't want it all the way back for him flying this thing. And uh, so he had three batteries. We went out and tested all the batteries, and I, f- I picked the best one and put it in, and then I let him fly around. Now, I will tell you, if you have never owned an EDF before and you are getting one or you're just coming into the EDF world, do not, I repeat, do not set your timer for eight and a half or nine minutes. Fifteen minutes? What's wrong with that? Mike, why are you saying that? I'm telling you that an EDF will only fly about three minutes. Four if you've got a bigger battery. And if you're a throttle it management. Like, it well. sounds like maybe you've had this experience before. Uh, I have had this experience. Uh, three of the uh, L39 mishaps were done because I overflew the three minutes because I, A, forgot to reset my timer and went longer than three three minutes and 30 seconds is what the EDF has. I mean, what my L39 has. Uh, so, yes, you will run out of battery very quickly with an EDF, especially if you're in the higher thrust ratings uh, where you're flying around with full or three-quarters throttle. So, yeah, he uh, he handed me the radio. I started flying it. I, I was flying for about three minutes, and I was like, how, how much time have we, have we uh, you know, clocked off? He goes, oh, well, I had my timer set for eight minutes. I was like, don't, we're landing, you know, because I had no idea how long I had been flying. And uh, as a result, we uh, we came in and landed in the perfect. The bat, I just, just from flying as much as I have, I knew that I was right around the three-minute mark, uh, and we had about uh, 30, I was about 28% left on the battery, and uh, I was pretty happy about that. But he was pretty shocked. Oh, my, yeah. He was pretty shocked that you're only going to get three minutes out of an EDF. So I know it's kind of disheartening, but that's the life. You got to so live a life with the EDFs. It is the life. And if you want to get a bigger battery, you can get a little bit more time, but you are going to run a hard, you're going to run harder on the motor because you're hauling around more weight. So it's kind of a mixed bag, right? In Jay's particular case, three minutes on his 5,500 milliamp batteries is almost exactly the same as three minutes on the 5,000 milliamp batteries. Because the weight, because it weighs more, you're going to have to go have a little more power to push the weight around. But it sure does help with the wind if it's a windy day. Anyway, it was a good time. We had a great time. We sat there until it got dark, and then we chit-chatted about the podcast and about being a new guy and all that kind of stuff. So I gave him a card and said, hey, listen up. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll listen. His name's Vince. Hopefully we get a new listener here cool. shortly. Hey Vince, call in. <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> yeah, give us a give us a shout. Well, uh, hard to believe. I feel like I've talked the whole time, but it's not uh, hard to believe. Our hours. It's a true fact. It's a fact. It's not hard. That's the whole reason I was told to start a podcast. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that that was actually a good good advice to you too. Thinks I can talk talk all I want and nobody can say anything. <laughs> Well, that's not true. They could call the hotline and say stuff if they want or jump on the list. Yeah, page Mike's talking too much. Can you guys, you know, have somebody else talk? <laughs> well, Jay's, Jay can talk all he wants. Jay's when a talker, too. I mean, I think all of us are talkers. <laughs> Ooh. Good thing we still, good thing that bus is not returned. Not, that's not right. I got my bright yellow vest on, yet. so I'm not, I'm not to worry. <laughs> Yikes. Well, uh, what about you guys? You asked the question uh, that if we're going to get to fly this week, and I said uh, possibly. I've been at the field a lot, actually, a lot more than I imagined. What about you? The uh, 
it, it's been, like I said before, it's been windy here. Uh, we've been seeing gusts up to 26 and whatever. You can't fly a wing in that, uh, from my from my view. Maybe you guys would, but I I, I couldn't fly it. Uh, as, as proof of the fact that that Delta wing I flew, I crashed into the ground, and it wasn't even, uh, you know, blowing like that. But uh, I think we might have one day coming this week, Wednesday. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I got to get out to the field, well, give it another cool. quick mow, and um, yeah, get out there and fly this week. I, I you know, I should have that glider done. Uh, I'll probably go out in the morning and fly that. And um, well, I, I got another glider as well, so I'll probably go out and mess with it as well. So, uh, yeah, I have some new things to report on when, when next time I talk. Well, that, that'll be cool. I'm excited about that because Jay very, I mean, you need to get out there. It's getting a little warmer out there, but uh, you need to you need to get back on the sticks. Jay's been kind of sequestered in the house there. He needs to. Get flying again. Yeah, I'm just been looking out the window, man. I I'm, I I don't trust anybody with the you know the COVIDs. You know, I look at I stare down the the mailman. Uh-huh. You know, just make sure he when he when he's putting my mail in. You know, if he's touching the handle too much, go out there with disinfectant. You know, so I'm not I'm not gonna get right here to the end of the game. Give him the hairy you know, eyeball. Get, you know, they're just just cutting Texas loose just to get something from uh, somebody. You know, the only guy I can get it from is the UPS man or the mailman. So. There you go. Well, we may have more to talk about uh, later this month because I think uh, I might have uh, some spare time to come down and harass Jay uh, in his little bunker. Yeah, crack the seal on the, <laughs> the seal on the bunker. Crack the hermetically sealed bunker. You know that's hand. freshness <laughs> or staleness. One of the I two. don't smell a thing. <laughs> uh huh. He's been down there in his musky smell. Oh. As I open the door and go, whoa! You need a, you well, need I, a I have a few a few stories about when I used to be a missileer in uh, North Dakota with guys coming down and the uh, sewer system backing up, and I cracked the seal and try to get out there and let the guys in, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" Oh, they're gagging and they're like, "Don't you smell it?" And all, the other guys are like, "What? What are you talking about? You don't smell a thing." <laughs> yeah, they've been down there. That's funny. Well, we are uh, all excited about uh, May and this COVID uh, thing kind of coming, opening up a little bit. I shouldn't say coming to an end, but uh, there are still people out there that are suffering and sick. And we we are uh, thinking about them. But if you are able to get out and fly this week, uh, please let us know. Uh, once again, the number 830-444-4943. Appreciate those who have already called in and we will be uh, reaching out to you. And then um, if you're on our Facebook listeners page, uh, we'd love yeah, to hear from you. Post those pictures up of uh, your successes, your crashes, your, uh, you know, beautiful field or uh, event that you may have out there. You know, post some of those pictures up and uh, let's get some some talk going between everybody. Uh, other than that, I think we're, um, we're time to wrap it up. Uh, our hour's up. Oh, holy cow. So, wow. We'll figure Goes by fast, always. Yeah, we're getting older. Time's speeding by. Yeah, somebody's getting older this month. <laughs> Two years. Somebody definitely is. Yeah, that's right. The, the mics. mics. The mics have the, the same mics. day. Believe it or not. That's not even planned. AZ Mike and AK Mike have the same birthday. Ah, we didn't plan it. I don't know. Maybe we were texting each other in the womb. Hey, buddy, let's go. <laughs> Mike, uh, I just want to say texting wasn't even you know, available then. 
not even like not even like on a flip phone. I mean, come on. I mean, that's maybe we. You'd have to use a dial phone and make you know click 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 noises to send a signal like Morse code or something. We we were using cup phones. Yeah, that's it with the screen. Oh, uh, don't uh, don't throw me under the bus because of my age. Yes, we are getting older this month, so uh, we will have a birthday episode, I guess, later on uh, in May. Well, we appreciate your uh, time with us here on the Park Flyer Podcast. Good luck uh, this week. Go out and fly something. Uh, if you're still so sequestered, then uh, get something out and build it. Send us a picture of what you're building, uh, and we'll uh, put it on the show. Head on over to rcbatteriesusa.com. Type in the code PFPC10 for 10% off your order. That's A Power Batteries. Um, that'll help all of us out. Anyway, for Michael here in Arizona, Jay in the hills of Texas, and AK Mike in Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to artflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mail stuff kind of yeah. up there. I was like, oh, crap. That was me. The little ding was you. We know it was you. Busted. For sure. Busted. What a. What a ding. <laughs> you are. Well, nobody mentioned it when I started. Uh, huh? All of us were. Oh, really? Off. Okay. I thought you were an adult. That's fine. Oh, I, I realize now.
Uh, who was that? Jay? What are you talking about? I heard I heard somebody's email on the other side of their phone going off. What are you talking uh, nope, about? Nope, it wasn't Mike. His mind's silence. That was Jay's bell going off. <laughs> um, so <laughs> <laughs> more bus driving. Here we go. Yep, Jay got busted. 